which is Lugalier. I want to forgive you, and I want to forget you. Hello, one and all, and welcome back to D-Girls, your fully developed pop culture podcast. My name is Julia. I'm Delaney. And I'm Tina, and we are your D-Girls. And today, we're going to keep Halloween alive. We're recording on Halloween. This will not come out until after Halloween, which we realize is probably not the way to do it, but I don't care because Halloween is forever in my heart. So we're going to do a Halloween-themed episode of D-Girls. Um, you know, it's never too late. It's never too late to be celebrating. No, exactly. It's, it's Halloween in our hearts for the, until it's Christmas, you know? And it's Halloween in Delaney's voice. It is. It's a spooky, (laughs) spooky time up in here. Me, my throat is haunted by a ghost right now, but we are going to keep it moving ghouls and goblins. I love it. Before we get into our house of horrors, which I just, I can't wait thinking about this was so fun. And we'll explain to y'all in a minute what we're, what we're doing for today's episode. But before we do that, let's get those cameras up. Wee woo, wee woo. Wee woo, Um, We have some Bravo stuff to talk about. Not a ton, just a little. Um, Winter House came back. Um, so the, the new gang is, is all here in what Kyle Cook has decided to call a social experiment, but I really think we're starting to really bend that term, really pushing the limits of what that means. Um, but what did y'all think of the premiere? Well, I love that. I do think it's a social experiment in that it is like, you know, meshing together all of these franchises. Like it's the crossover episode of my dreams. And this season we have the below deck girlies, which, I love. So getting to see them interact with these wackadoodles from Summer House is going to be really fun. And already you can see, like, these men are thirsty. There's some very thirsty men, except for mm. Corey, who plays it cool. And therefore, everyone wants Corey. Yes. Yeah. It's like a yeah. classic tale, right? Of, like, mm-hmm. you don't give them what you want. You play hard to get, and people come running. So I actually found it alarming that Brian from Family Karma and Alex from Below Deck both tried to kiss Jordan on night one. Not because, like, they didn't... It's be, I was, like, so aggressive, guys. Like, yeah. calm down. Yeah, Weird. and, like, drunk. And, like, drunk and yes. overly confident. It's really yes. bad. And I thought a lot about this because Jordan had, like, a... I don't know what to call it. She she had like a, a moment on Summer House Martha's Vineyard where she went off about like guys mm. not just wanting to get to know her as a person and value her mm-hmm. as a friend. And it was heartbreaking and it really resonated. I almost think every woman can relate to that to an extent. But I was like, for her to get on this show now and be so beautiful, so charismatic, so smart, so funny, and then have these two guys think they can just, with no lead up, go in and kiss her and whatever else. I was like, literally, no. Illegal. Mm-hmm. Illegal. Yeah. Like, yeah. leave. It, and then Please also, leave. I mean... Alex, I mean, I think Brian kind of did this too, but Alex primarily, as we see throughout the season, really is playing like Jordan, Danielle, like all of them. And 
Delaney, to your point, I do think maybe the, the best version of the social experiment happening here is watching Below Deck People, which is a distinctly different franchise yeah. than the house people. Because like on Below Deck, they do fuck one person and the next night they fuck someone else in the same boat. And they're just like, well, I guess we're moving on. Whereas like, I don't like that's not how these things run otherwise. And like, I think generally the, you know, the Below Deck people have like work that they are doing. When everyone else is just playing a social conversations all the time in the house yeah. world. It's like There's the something deck, dynamically that's different. Yeah, the Below Deck crew is also used to people from like being like, well, this is just the job for a couple weeks and then we're off to another boat. And so there's never like long term expectation. Yeah. And I mm-hmm. don't think that that's true for the house Cast, right, it's not translating right? here. So you can't, because no. like, there's a, a point at which it appears as though Alex and Danielle have sex, and then he immediately starts hitting on, like, Jordan in the other room. And she's like, we just had sex. Like, that's the preview of the season. And I'm like, if I'm reading this right, this man is going to fuck it up. I mean, I can't wait to watch, but my God, sir. You know what's so crazy is because Alex on his season was, like, so chaste. And everyone was like, yeah. why yes, isn't he, he doing was. anything? He was. He's so I handsome. He's we so do cool. know, though, when he drinks that we lose him. He goes somewhere else. Yeah. Absolutely. Departs his body. <laughs> Truly, I've never seen such a blank stare that when he Oof. went in to kiss Jordan. Yeah. And I'm no, like, you gotta be able oh to keep God. up here, man. Like, you, these people are not fucking around. Also, Jordan is so powerful that, like, truly this mm. man is making his slow way across the jacuzzi, like, very, very oh, clearly was- going yeah. in for a kiss and, like, getting so close. And she's not saying anything. And she knows she's gonna reject him. And instead yes. of being like, oh, no, buddy, you're trying to, like, stop it before it happens, she literally lets him lean in and then turns away like so powerful she like, let i know so she let him get so close so Almost like, i'm like close. was she thinking about it or she just wanted to fuck with him so I he had like lost just, his balance yeah i think she's just fucking with him and mm. i think that's really really hot these men powerful. need these men need yes. this this is a going to be a lesson for them and they yes. need this mm-hmm. i was yeah. like just there is no type of woman where you should just swoop in for the kill like no. that but i was like mm-hmm. i genuinely what part of jordan just like the entire I know. being that she is makes them think that's okay. Makes them think they shouldn't be like planning an elaborate date for her. That's what I want to know. I want to know. And it's but not I, like she's drunk. got this like she doesn't have like massively inviting presence. That's just like wow, no. she's just so flirty. I didn't know what to do. Like she's not. She's very no. standoffish, really, yeah. in her the way she moves through a room. So I, I don't know what I don't know what it is. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But it's gonna be. Super compelling to watch. I'm so glad she's there with this group of idiots because this is kind of the most abundance of like just buffoons perhaps in a space we've (laughs) kind of seen just like kind of blind here, just like uncertain of how to move through these waters um, with people who are pretty veteran at it. So this is kind of, it will be interesting. So first episode was fine, but I think what we have to come is very compelling. Yeah, the season premiere looked looked insane, honestly. But uh, speaking of buffoons... Let's oh. go down south our fave. to our, fave our favorite Charleston buffoons. Yeah, so this week's episode, I have something to talk about, and I think it's not going to be what you think it's going to be, but I have oh. to talk about it, because I have not stopped thinking about it since I watched it. It's oh maybe the most authentic. It's maybe the most authentic moment we've seen on Southern Charm in a very long time, and I'm wrecked by it. But it was when Hudson came inside from getting oh. into a fight with oh. his friends, 
And just like, he just coming home. He wasn't like, wow, the cameras are here. I'm going to enter. He just came home, was too choked up to speak, opened his arms to his mother who swept in. And it was like, I just, cause that kid is so cute. Hudson is, this is Madison's son, Hudson. And he comes inside. He has clearly gotten into a tussle outside. He was bitten. His legs are scraped up. Even sort of the discovery of how busted up he was was like a slow roll that I was just like, so I can't stop thinking about crying Hudson. It really broke my heart. It was so real. It was so nice to see like true maternal Madison. Mama bear Madison. editors are working overtime to try and make me like Madison in this season. They are. Yeah. They are. And that scene did work a little bit. Well, I was going to say, made me respect her as a mother. Do I like her? No, because (laughs) later on, she's back at her Madison ways. back at it again, which is the other big thing to talk about in this episode, which is sort of the like... Or would we call it like revenge porn? What is happening with Whitney, who is an executive producer of the show, sharing nudes? I mean, listen, Taylor should not have sent a fucking nude to Whitney of all people. But anyway, still beyond that, not Whitney's to share. And the fact that no. everyone at this table is talking, it, it was bonkers. It's so insane. Yeah. I'm feeling yucky. I'm feeling it's bad. Yucky. Big yuck. Big yuck. It. It's yeah. a big yuck, but I also like, okay, sort of like step back because yes. I think it's coming from a bad place for Madison, but she was so slut shamed on this yes. show. Yes, yes, yes. That yes. she's like so yes. resentful that Taylor mm-hmm. just gets a free pass that she's willing to be the uh-huh. one dragging her through the mud yeah. to say, yeah. look at this slut. And just, right. and like, it's so crazy. It's just one of those weird games that women play, like, where like they've been treated poorly by the patriarchy. So then mm-hmm. they enforce the patriarchy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so yeah, sad yeah. to see. You're but right. it is, it's, it's just like, anyway, it's just basically she took a picture of her new boobs, right? She got a boob job and sent it to Whitney. That's well, what yeah, happened. that was the and, first yeah. I'd heard. You know, like, that's the reason when Craig uh-huh. said new boobs. And I also thought maybe he said nude boobs, but the subtitles said new boobs. New boobs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, and I think I also get Madison's point about, like, you claim to be this beacon of of purity Jesus. and religion. <laughs> and, and, and you have a slut, sh- you are slut shamey of others. So do yeah. you not see the hypocrisy here uh, I, I mean listen we're all we've talked about it from the premiere of this season taylor is lost i think no matter what sharing nudes is unacceptable um i don't think sharing i mean other uh, people's sharing nudes, nudes yeah if a nude was yes. sent to you totally fine totally down with that yeah. L- live for love you for should that. send nudes all you want yes but to the person who has received the nude to be showing it and or physically sharing it like either way especially when that person is your boss essentially yeah that is so haunting there's a lot of ick on it why does and why does and why does his mother know know about it i mean listen the southern boys be southerning with their like it's just they're doing they're doing it all those mommy's boys they're out here speaking of also what is his name jpjt that fucking right oh he's quite a i'm like what's going on (laughs) 
Hey, what's going on? Hey, I'm kind of <laughs> nervous. Can someone like make sure hey. that they like he's always supervised? I don't. I, he's he's so like he's always like. By him. Let's respect the women at the table, and I'm like, do you respect women? And then do he's like obsessed you? with his. He's obsessed with his mommy, who he calls mommy. Which I'm out on that. Ugh. I'm out. And obsessed with Taylor, Loki, like I'm obsessed with Taylor. With Taylor. Kidnap yeah. her, I think. Yeah, like that's I really vibe. don't like it. I don't like it at all. Mm-mm. Can I we talk about like how Shep is like non-responsive still? Like even in this yeah. whole, <laughs> like he's just so. What does he even get into lunch. an argument about? Like at the end, you know, when he like starts he, getting involved. Well, he was, I actually thought this was a sound defense because Madison was like, you claim to be X, Y, Z. And Shep's like, that was your perception. Like you're mm. not of Taylor. Um, she, uh. well, listen, Taylor is to me, my perception, Taylor's very open about being very religious. I think yeah. she slut shamed the people Shep was sleeping with, yes, but yes. those were also for the public's purposes. Those are unknown people i'm not saying it's right but it's not like she's going after left and right people on this show in Mm. the way that like yeah i do and i get that madison's rage really is probably more directed technically towards the men and how they treat taylor like delaney pointed out versus like taylor doing the it's that the men give taylor all the passes in the world and the men gave madison not a single pass um yeah at the time I think if it felt like this was coming from a place of Madison's affection for Olivia or something like that, mm-hmm. we might, f- I don't know, it would feel different. <laughs> Madison's pulling kind of a James Kennedy right now where she's making someone yes. else's thing her problem and she's like shouting about it. But listen, I mean, it's funny as hell and I do think Madison as a narrator of this season is really entertaining. I mean, she's so cookie. She's yeah, such a different... Too. She's very funny it is that she's too mean. Because I was like, why don't we like her in kind of a kooky, sort of wild, like, villain way? And I'm like, it is that she's she's just too mean. She's funny, she's clever, she's fun. Yeah. And too mean. You know what? It reminds me of, like, Brandy, where, like, all of a sudden, Mm. Brandy gets put in a corner and she hits way below belt. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's that yep. way. Madison always goes for the jugular yep. in a way that will make me uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's just not yeah. very kind. No, she's yeah. not. But I am glad she's here because on the female front this season, we don't have a lot of zest, if mm-hmm. you will, mm-hmm. at on uh, Southern Charm, which we yeah. kind of talked about was because it's a lot of suddenly like the girlfriends. So not totally cast people, but people that have sort of joined the crew by mm-hmm. dating others and they're just they haven't been totally compelling and so madison madison's carrying that shit on her back right now um for better or for worse but i'm really curious the bahamas trip looks really interesting i think everything's going to keep kind of spinning but we're halfway through the season already that's wow. crazy i know i know wow, I, i'm sad. gonna need more i'm gonna need more and i'm ready for it to really crank up to a hundred but um should we get into our, our little um, Bravo House of Horrors Whoa. theme for today? <laughs> Let's what, do it. Explain what we're doing. I don't know. Delaney, do you want to explain? Because I feel like yeah. this is kind of your thought. Well, it was Julia's idea. Julia. Well, right. Did you it's want everyone's yeah. it's a group yes. effort, a group project. Today, for our episode for you, we have put together a Bravo's House of Horrors, meaning... If we were to lead you into a haunted house comprised of a Bravo location and several scary Bravo things, this is what it would look like for each of us. 
Yes. So get ready to hold on to your hats because we're going to be <laughs> terrified. You're going to three horrifying houses. I would love to start if that's okay. Yes. Uh, oh my it gosh. Off. I'm ready to So be what we spooked. each what we each decided on was we were going to pick a location for this haunted house and then three different horrors that we would go through. So the location I have chosen is um Alex McCord and Simon Van Kempen's unfinished Brooklyn townhouse. <laughs> oh my god. With the red walls, the unfinished floors, yes. it is a truly haunted place. Yes. Um really deeply disturbing. Um so that is my location. So you're going to enter this location and immediately you're in the woods. It's a it's a wooded setting. This is the environment and this section of the horrors is called the Mansplain Manhunt. And in this area, you're going to be chased by the men from Southern Charm, Vanderpump Rules. (laughs) They're going to chase you around the room, telling you how to feel about things, telling you why you hurt their feelings when you told them that they hurt your feelings. And then at the very end, Whitney's going to be standing there showing people your nudes. So (gasps) it's just... So, <laughs> so it's just all the men haunting you and chasing you is it's my is my psychological torture. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. So people featured will naturally be Austin Shep, Tom Sandoval. These will be the types you would see in the mansplain manhunt room of my haunted house. Terrifying. <laughs> So then you exit from the clutches of these wretched, wretched men and you enter a new, um, a new area. It kind of looks like a a New Jersey neighborhood kind of street. And, uh, this section is called Teresa's temper (laughs) and from doors, from front doors comes Teresa Judice just screeching at you. The sounds will be almost intolerable when you enter this room and tables will be flipped. There will be glasses thrown, likely sugar glass in this case. So it's not to hurt anyone thrown (laughs) across. And you'll also get sprinkle cookies pelted at you as you move through this space. So you are dodging and ducking just projectiles (laughs) from all sides while hearing some of the most eardrum shattering sounds you've ever heard in your life. Incredible. Wow. (laughs) So, so then scary. we're going to wrap up in like a different environment. You're going to exit. We're going into the we're going into the lost at sea section of my haunted house. And here is where this is going to really be a, a, a physical um, scenario in which you're going to be sort of put in an impossibly small and uh, bunk. And it's going we're going to depict <laughs> the energy of an anchor dragging sailing yacht with wind speeds of up to about 30 <laughs> knots on the top bunk. And you have to stay on the top bunk as the sailing yacht flips you around. So this is sort of like potentially includes puking. You're going to have to sign a waiver for this part. Permanent bouts of vertigo, maybe side effects as you exit. Um, but this was a really, this one's more a physically taxing, um, rather than wow, mentally taxing wow. part. And then, and then you exit into, into freedom from the My Bravo House of Horrors. Oh, scary, scary, scary. This is reminding me of those haunted houses. I don't want to give them any press, but the ones where people are like, oh, no, it's illegal what they're doing. What? Are you talking about this, Delaney? Yes. 
there's a whole documentary about one. Again, I, I kind of just don't want to say it because bad vibes, but there's a whole documentary about a haunted house where they're like doing stuff. You have to sign all your rights away. They'll oh, like, yeah, it's not, for it's me. bad. It's bad. What's the illegal part? I'm confused at what the illegal part is. They'll like pull out your teeth. What? I'm oh sorry. I didn't. It's, it's really disturbing. They'll like give you haircuts and like, not good ones. And then like, Pull out your teeth and like beat you up. Oh my god! It does concern me if you're yeah. at a point where like that's if your your numbness for horror is so yeah. like for your tolerance life. is so high that that's where you have to that's the level you need to go to to be scared to have like actually worried about like your teeth getting pulled out. I think we're in a different like no. I think something's I no. think there's another place you need to go and it's not this haunted house yeah yes I think that's in the doc they discuss like psychologically why people are doing this um sure who okay who's next who would like to share their house of horrors next I'll go please do so our house of horrors starts on a little boat <laughs> okay it's I'm a like, boat. all mine are going to be taken by the end of this. I know. That's why I'm going now. <laughs> it, actually, though, this I just came up with because to get to the location of my haunted house, Uh-oh. we're taking the boat to Cartagena. Cartagena. The boat from <laughs> hell, baby. Yeah. We're taking the boat from Cartagena where everyone was bouncing all over the place and peeing their pants because it was so choppy. Tinsley's going to be yelling, this is normal. This is normal. And where we're ending up is, of course, Scary Island. Yes, uh, absolutely. We're ending up on Scary Island. That's from season three of Roni. For those who don't know, if you don't know, you should immediately go find out. So we're on Scary Island. It's terrifying. We walk into a tiny, again, it's a little repetitive. We all kind of had a hive mind here. We walk into the, the laundry room. Oh, Oh, very good. That is Mm -hmm. my hell, yeah. And what is there but a sentient iron trying to ruin all your clothes? (laughs) Melting things, just melting shit. It's trying to melt your cult Gaia dress. It's trying to (laughs) put a hole in a man's linen shirt. It's not only trying to ruin your clothes, but it's trying to get you blamed for ruining everyone else's clothes mm-hmm. and get you into a confrontation where you have to go tell a rich entitled person that you burnt a hole in their clothes. Mm-hmm. That's room number one. Wow. From, wow. From there, we walk into room number two, a large cavernous dining room where a psychic from Beverly Hills is sitting at the end of the table waiting to tell you your most meaningful relationships will never fulfill you. And isn't that You're Madame Leota. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we walk into the next room. It's pitch black. There are no windows. As soon as you walk in, the door disappears. Where are you? Suddenly, a single spotlight lights up. <gasps> On Tom Sandoval and the most no. extras. No. <laughs> They're going to play covers for you for the next 24 hours. Straight. 24 oh. hours. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like oh. a signed a waiver. So you're stuck in there with him singing Queen. I'd rather for... have my teeth pulled. Truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh and my God. And if you survive that, you get his merch. <laughs> but if you don't, 
I guess you just become one of the most extras. <laughs> of oh fate my worse than death. God. Yes, you're That's welcome. brutal, actually. Wow. Uh, oh my That's gosh. Brutal. Okay, so this is why I had to develop alternatives for this you're very so reason. You're so smart to do that, yeah. Um, so, okay. And right along to the spooky, scary Bravo House <laughs> of Horrors, where you arrive at none other than the gorgeous Bluestone Manor, right? Thank you God. have to, it had right? To yes. Yes. You're like, had to you're there, yeah. you're like, oh, it's so pretty. Actually, I've, I've been wanting to go to this my whole life. And um, a captain of a boat greets you because they say, in order for you to eat dinner, you're gonna have to go catch it. And oh. you're gonna go mudding into the <gasps> creepy, creepy waters of upstate New York. <laughs> or no, the Berkshires, sorry. The yeah. Berkshires. And um, who is this captain? You're like, it's kind of dark out. I can't really see who's leading me into this creepy, crawly <laughs> water. And it is the keeper of the crypt himself, Michael Darby. And so you will be, it's pitch black, you're reaching into this ominous mud, you're feeling things crawl all around you, and yeah, that's right, this is a haunted house. And so you're going to have to catch some catfish for dinner, a la Sonia and Luann, of course, and Crappy Lake. Uh, so you you successfully grab a live catfish and and Michael Darby has to hit it over the head with a bat to kill it. So oh. scary! Yeah, yeah, it's horrible. And so you put it in a plastic bag. As you walk back into Bluestone Manor and you're handing over the dinner that you just caught, you hand it over to the chef, and it's crazy Chef Natasha from Below Deck who really couldn't put together anything more than a mac and cheese. And (laughs) you hand over this bag, and as it hits the light, you realize that this isn't the fish that you just caught, but this is warm, bloody pheasant meat that you just had to hand over from Southern Charm. Because that was haunting to watch, and I'll say that. Gross. So then, of course, you're, oh. you're like, okay, I just need to take a seat, right? And so you're at the table. You're finally ready to have something to eat. And there's delicious bread in front of you, which is perfect because that's a great starter. And as you cut into it, you realize that there's all of these, like, metal dishes baked into the bread, a la Roni. Oh! <laughs> Where she was baking in what was baking the in fork. like those little the forks and to the, the calzone exactly and the knife. So then the dinner service begins, and much like Tina's House of Horrors, I pictured a shaking New Jersey table mm-hmm. where there are glasses being flung from Beverly Hills, knives are being thrown past your head, a la Candace and Potomac. And by the end, you finally get a pheasant in front of you, and the table flips on you, and you are sent running out of the house. Wow. And that's 
my bravo. Delaney, you're a captivating storyteller. I was on the edge of my seat that whole time. And I really liked the connectivity you had. I really Mm. liked that it was really all for the meal that we were were getting to a dinner table. A lot of sensory and tactile horrors. (laughs) Yes, very specific. A lot of of cameos, really good Mm -hmm. cameos you've got going on there. Um, (laughs) Michael Darby as the captain of the ship is one of the more haunting uh, (laughs) thoughts. I'm yeah, just seeing him with a lantern and a boat. Like, Literally, because he, like, he like turns Straight around. Straight yeah. out of Pirates of the Caribbean when they are yes. skeletons yes. in the moonlight. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah, this well. was so fun. This was really fun. It makes sense to me, of course. I think we all knew that we would have similar horrors. Um, yes. combined but I think they all turned up in like different ways which was super mm-hmm. fun how are you guys with scary things generally speaking I'm okay oh. I like scary movies I definitely am like jumpy though like I will scream mm. in a theater I will react but I'm okay I do not really seek them out. I've watched a couple this uh, Halloween that will haunt me. So maybe I'm getting better, though. I don't know. I definitely have not been to a haunted house since, like, middle school. And I am not eager to go back to one. Yeah, actually, the last time I went to a haunted house was in middle school. It was for my best friend Kara's birthday. And we had to sit in the movie theater before you, like, went back into, like, all of the rooms. And just there, a lot of the characters, like, play with you and just, like, react. And there's this man in a straitjacket who wouldn't leave me alone. And so then I was just sobbing, crying, and I didn't go through. I just waited with her mom while all of my other friends went through the haunted house. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That is... Well, yeah. Trauma. Yeah. yeah, and it's fine. And you know what? Hey, look at me. I'm fine. Yeah. She's fine. She's Absolutely. Fine. <laughs> yeah. They're just too yeah. scary. Tina, yeah, when's the last time you were in a haunted house? Okay, so recently, by oh. accident. And <laughs> oh, that's no. the worst That's the worst way for it to happen. So I, as everyone <laughs> on this podcast knows, I love Halloween. I live for Halloween. I do lean more spooky than scary, but I've really come around to scary movies. However, when it comes to haunted houses, I could go to a paranormal, like a truly haunted place. I love a ghost moment. Like I'm into ghosts, all about it. But somehow the ones where you're jumping out at me, like where the theater majors are coming at you from all (laughs) angles with like gore makeup on, I really don't, I really don't do well with. Like, well, okay, I gotta give myself more credit than that. But so recently, my friend was like, hey, we're going to go. Do you want to go to this thing? We have free tickets. Our friends, husband, la, la, la. And I was like, yeah, sure, fine. I love spooky season. Like, I can do these things. So, and it was at a theater. So I was like, oh, it might be like a performance. Like, we'll get a seat. Mm-hmm. I can sit, like, in the center where no one can get to me. Because usually I'll do, like, a haunted hayride because I feel protected by the confines of the wagon. <laughs> I don't right. like to be willy-nilly out in the open. So I was like, we'll do this theater thing. Fine. So we go downtown, all of a sudden I'm noting that it's it's being referred to as an immersive experience. No. Oh, no. And I'm like, no. what do they, is it just because the theater's happening all around you? Oh. And um, so quickly upon entering, I realized the entire theater is the haunted house. Every corner of the theater. So oh, I gosh. enter and there's like crazy girls looking like they're dying with blood dripping out of their mouth offering you <sighs> concessions. And I'm like, oh, I'm 
going to be wrecked by the end of this. Like my body just tightens up. So I was with my, my friend Tyler who became my human shield. I had him in front of me. I was guiding him with one hand gripped on his back and the other shielding me with like arm around his other arm, just like with him in front of me, head buried into his back, just like moving through. And like, so I can get through it. I'm not going to crumble or run away or not enter, but I am going to be really agitated the whole time and then at one point there was this part where they had like these blow-up things and it was sort of like exiting the birth canal it was like all up on you and i'm i'm afraid of heights i'm claustrophobic so it was like i had to have my elbows out so i could build some breathing room for me to move through this blow-up thing i don't know it's a little much for me i'm sweating just thinking about it but yeah so i don't i don't love it yeah sure I think anyone who loves it, again, kind of a red flag to me. Anyone who, like, really is like, it's my favorite thing Listen, to do. Listen, I can respect a thrill. I love a roller coaster. I love a ride. Yeah, like, of course. I respect, like, liking that feeling of, like, getting your adrenaline up. Um, it just ain't, that ain't the way for me. Yeah. No, I think at a certain point you are kind of messing with your brain chemistry a little bit because that mm. that is like an artificial but but your body thinks it's real. You yeah, know? Right, you're putting it's your like, body into fight or flight essentially. It's uh, like free climbers, right? Like you know, mm. climbers. Well, you know so, how I feel about exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> what are you chasing? What are you chasing? What are you running from? Mhm. Mm-hmm. Well, Another spooky episode in the books. Oh yeah, another. We're always talking. We're always always scaring you. We're famously spooky over here. Constantly keeping you on the edge of your seats. (laughs) I know we're causing nightmares. Thank you so much for listening, and we cannot wait to talk to you next week. So give us a follow, give us a like, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.